Greetings to the good people of Lake Worth Beach. Stop. Ugh. I, I'm going to have a hard time getting used to that. For the folks that don't know, we had our municipal elections this past week, and the good people of Lake Worth have decided to change our name to Lake Worth Beach. I'm going to have a little bit of a hard time getting used to that. I'm going to keep the project name the same. I'm kind of in favor, in favor of, you know, hello, my my fellow Lake Worthians rather than good people of Lake Worth Beach. So it's definitely going to be a change for me. Uh, that said, I will, I will indeed get used to it, but the project itself is going to remain I Am Lake Worth. The third iteration is going to be coming up. We're going to call it We Are Lake Worth. It will be again, once again, at Hatch 1121. Um, they are more than happy to have the show back and I'm thrilled to be partnered up with them again. We'll announce the specific dates coming in the next few weeks, but look for it to be in spring of 2020. With that said, my guest this week is Brian Kirsch, one of the busiest people in Lake Worth. He's always running around. You see him at all of the events. Welcome, Brian. How's Carl doing this fine day? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Other than the fact that I've been rambling about Lake Worth Beach now for more time than it deserved to be talked about. <laughs> I know, I've lost myself along the way today. I've been riding around and it's, it's like everybody's saying, no, you're in Lake Worth Beach. And I, I, I thought, oh no. <laughs> exactly. So the way, the, for our listeners, the way that I do this is the I Am Lake Worth project is a photography project where I have photographed people around town. Um, we've done about 70 people now and each person I photograph, I ask them, what makes Lake Worth special, and then I put that quote next to the photograph, and it becomes sort of a tapestry, a visual tapestry of the city. So we're going to continue with that. Um, the way the podcast happened was my first show was about a month long, and I had a lot of nights to have the gallery open without plans, so I started interviewing people, and that became the podcast, I Am Lake Worth. Uh, the way it works is I have sat down with about 20 or 21 now of the folks that have been in the project and we get to expand on what makes Lake Worth special. So uh, with that, Brian, Lake Worth, is, Lake Worth is special because dot, dot, dot. Well, seeing how I just had lunch over at Farmer Girl, I'm going to have to say, well, that's one of the special things right there. They got great hamburgers, I must say. However... Let's not get into food, because <laughs> then I'll sit here just thinking about food. Uh, Lake Worth, I've, I've been here for about six years right now, and the funny thing is, I came here, I don't know, by it's by mishap or whatever, and, and it was a place for me to come to. I've been in Palm Beach County for over 40 years. When I got here, uh, it just seemed to work. It's actually the easiest place that I found to meet anybody and anyone. Uh, one of the things I found when I got here was I started volunteering. And I noticed by volunteering, that's where anybody that takes action in life is out volunteering. And so it just expands a network of people. I, I do know a lot of people and it's a, a lot of it is because I, I do a lot of volunteering out here, so I know, yes, the politicians, the, you know, mayors, the commissioners, I know the 
people in the city, I know the homeless people. Uh, so I, I know the full gamut of people and, and it's cool just to run up towards anybody and basically see that everybody is, is pretty much humbled here <laughs> or something. You got to figure everybody's got a story because it's like, wait, everybody's too humble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right. We have, there's this really special thing about Lake Worth that it's, um, I guess, I guess humble's the word. I mean, I certainly know it's a very active community and you're right. When I came here, I, I've only been here three years, but my wife and I talked about the fact that we were going to aggressively socialize when we came here because coming from New York, we lived in the same house in New York for 13 years and knew the neighbor's name on one side, but not the other. Yes. And knew hardly anybody in our town. It was a bedroom community for New York City. People were commuting back and forth. Nobody really had time for one another. So coming here and you're right, starting out in the Eden Place Neighborhood Association and getting involved in all the NAPC events and going from there, I had the same experience. I just met this wealth of people who really, I found it quite amazing that they didn't have some, I'm also a New Yorker, so I, I kind of assume everyone's got an agenda and to find these people who were so open and honestly open was really kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. I, I find that it's, it's a, a lot of people have their, whether they're hidden agendas or agendas that are out there in, in the front. It just seems um, you can't keep them hidden here. And, and really, it's, it's everybody is, is open, is an open book here anyway, so it's, there's no real reason to have, have a hidden agenda. I mean, this is one place it seems like doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through, what you practice. It's like here, it's it's a it's a it's a hodgepodge, and that's fine. You're doing that, and you're fine doing this, and it's like, well, good. Well, then you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that's the first word that comes to mind is acceptance. Everybody mm -hmm. is. I'm totally fine with what you're doing. If you're not hurting anybody else, it's. God bless you. Absolutely. So you know, so you know I it, that. it's one thing. It's it's funny you brought up uh, the the one point about uh, when you were up in New York, knowing one of your neighbors, but the other neighbor you never met. I was uh, out in Wellington uh, before I came out to uh, Lake Worth here, and it was funny that uh, two people, two different neighbors, I'd go over to their houses, and they were both, they just so happened to be Cuban on, on the north side of me and on the uh, west side of me. And I remember one guy saying to me one time, he said, you know, he said, I don't know any of the other neighbors, and you're the only other one that ever comes over here. And it was really easy why I went over there, because the Cubans, every time there's some kind of celebration, they... they they do a whole hog, and it's like, well, you can't pass that. <laughs> that, that it's like, wait, we're gonna grab a beer, we're gonna get, have some some cooked hog here, and, and it's like, so it's it was, it was entertaining. But one of the things one of the uh, guys had said to me, he said, you know what's wild is he said in Cuba, he said everybody not only knows their neighbor, he said everybody knows everyone in the neighborhood, and the reason why is. You don't have a lot of people driving cars. He said a lot of people are either walking or riding their bike through the neighborhood to go to wherever they need to be so, because everything's local. And you have a lot of things 
that are local right here in downtown. Wow, you really just hit on something. Uh, it's the walkability and it's the, the bike ability. That... Uh, absolutely, because when you're riding a bike, and I, I rode my bike here, and it's so funny to see as you're going by somebody, and I've walked where I've gone before too, and it's the same thing. When you're walking by somebody, you can say good morning to them. And most people will respond good morning back. And it's funny, there are some times that I'll walk and consciously not say anything to see if another person will say good morning or whatever mm -hmm. back. And sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But on most cases, I won't wait and I'll say it first. Whereas I know that if I went by, they, they may or may not say something. But the thing is, once you say something to them, Nine times out of ten, somebody will, they'll re, they'll respond to. You. Oh yeah, fully engaged. You know, yep. I know if we walk on a Friday night, like we're gonna walk over to the beach or something. And by the way, how cool is that that you can yeah. walk to the beach two miles from your house? Um, if we mentioned somebody's lawn or we see them out working in the yard or playing with the kids, we talk to everybody and even the ones we don't know. And it just it became habit here, and I think that it feeds on itself. Um, and it's a small community. I mean, this is probably the smallest city of 35,000 people I've ever been in because it's yes. so densely populated in the neighborhoods. So that really helps out too. But I think you're, you really hit on something. We know each other because we're in close confines and it is communicable without a car. If this was a car city, if this was Delray Beach, because you couldn't possibly walk everywhere in Delray because you can't. Mm -hmm. um, even if you live two blocks away you're probably trying to drive and you're probably spending 45 minutes trying to park your car and you're trying and you're trying to walk across the ro road where you got a ton of traffic coming there too on atlantic avenue there's so much traffic here it's it's funny that i will say sometimes the traffic is different where my my thing is here i will stop at a crosswalk and wait until the traffic goes by because that's how it's supposed to work. And it even tells the drivers that. However, you do get drivers that will stop to let you go. And to me, that just bugs the crap out of me because it's like, especially if I'm on the bicycle, it's like, no, I stopped the bicycle. And no, I'm not going to go in front of you because you actually have the right of way. So, of course, I, I have my little pet peeves and, and, <laughs> uh, and, and, and I have a leash up for my little pet peeves. So it, I, I go with the leash laws. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you rode your bike over here and you rode your bike over to the bright expanse of I Am Lake Worth Studios. And for anyone who just heard that and didn't know, that means my dining room. Um, we work pretty nimbly here. We have two microphones and a field recorder, and that's how we put together the podcast. Um, okay, so we talked about what makes Lake Worth special. Anything else? Any special places you like to go in town? I mean, you are definitely Mr. Lake Worth. You're all over the place. Well, I'm not, not over the place as much as... There's a couple of people that, like, on Friday nights, you can live your life just by going on Facebook. And, and there's a couple guys there that, that on Facebook... If you don't want to go anywhere, you can still be a part of downtown life. Vicariously <laughs> that's right. through that. That's right. I mean, that, that's what's wild. And, and you can actually see that, okay, yes, maybe I'll go there because I see this is where everybody's at this, this night. Um, what's funny is, is I'll go, one of my biggest places that I like going to because I, I do like the energy is Maria Paz's place, the uh, Art Studio Cafe. Mm -hmm. And it, it's funny because... Um, it doesn't matter where she goes. She just moved a third time, 
And each time that she's moved, she's grown and gotten more popular. And this time she's on Lake Ave. And it's so funny, even during the last block party, uh, most of the crowd was down on the west side, of, you know, just on the east side of uh, uh, Dixie, but still a little west on that end. However, when you got down to Maria's place, it was like her place was filled again. So it's, it's always something going on there. Of course, there's free wine and, and food there, so that I think that, that might have something to do with it. Uh, of course, I go to two days at least once a week because I'm there for Kiwanis. Uh, that's been a big, uh, a big part of my life right now. Kiwanis here has done a lot of different things. It's, it's for myself... Uh, it's allowed me to do some work on some some great events. Mm -hmm. uh, they do the Earth Day uh, festivals, which Gray Mockingbird also works along with them on that. But Kiwanis also does the holiday fest on uh, the uh, Christmas time or mm -hmm. holiday. And those two events uh, basically allow us, or allow me to especially, to get to know a lot more people. This past uh, holiday fest in December, we did the scavenger hunt, and that allowed us to get to all the different merchants and do it in a way where here, if they wanted to be involved, they could do it without any cost or anything. And it was cool because it allowed the merchants to be able to participate in something and not always have to get slammed because I know a million other people are walking around saying, here, do you, can you donate this to us? Can you donate this to us? And can you, can you purchase this ad? And we were looking at a thing of how can we get the merchants involved so that they can participate and how can we get people in their doors? Right, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, one of the costs of being a shopkeeper in this small city, such such an active city that has a lot of events and a lot of events that are put on on a shoestring, the neighborhood associations, the NAPC, everyone leans on, you know, can I have a prize for this? Can I have a prize for that? And I got overwhelmingly, the businesses respond so well and so openly. that it's Yes, really, yes, they do. But it's nice that you guys went out of your way to find a way to include them without having them fork over something. Well, and we give them options as well. In fact, we, we're doing a new scavenger hunt right now. Uh, we're doing one for the Easter egg hunt. In fact, we're working along with the city of Lake Worth. They, they do the... You mean the city of Lake Worth? Uh, ah, that's right, too. We're going to have to change all the, the, the flyers and posters now because it all says city of Lake Worth on it now. Um, but it's so funny because they, they're doing the 11th annual... Easter egg hunt, and they'll have about a thousand kids out there this year. And so I talked to Lauren, and it's real easy to work. Again, it's easy to work with people. It's easy to work with the city, as long as you're aware that they have their system in you know in place, and as long as you are aware that. It, it can't always be your way. It's got to be here. Here's right. the system they have to follow. And and to me, I, I I don't know if I'm sure that plays a big part in it because it's over the years you do get to understand that here here's a certain system and here's how they work. So guess what? If I want to do some work with them, then I'll go talk to them and present something to them the way that they need it presented to them. And it's real simple because it's one of the things that I find is 
when things are presented to people the way that their, their system works, well, they're more than happy to work with you because it's like, oh, you're, you're flexible. You've taken away the main reason to say no, you know, and yeah. given them an opportunity to do something and look good without having to go outside of their comfort zone. Absolutely. And, and it's like, to me, it's, it's, hey, it is all about comfort. There's a lot of things I'm sure you see on Facebook too, whereas, you know, you can say one word or, or one statement and you can have, uh, you know, people are going to get off the, the fence. It's, <laughs> as soon as you get off that fence, it's like you got half the people that are, are applauding you saying, yes, you did the right decision. You got the other half of the people, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're promoting you because they're telling everybody else how bad you are. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing about that is, that's workable and one of the things I find is I don't really take sides on, on a lot of the things because there's there's just a lot of things to me that that's not really a battle. There's things out there that don't for me need to knock me off my, my center I guess is the way I want to put that. It, it's a situation of just like renaming the city i voted against renaming the city and however when they renamed the city lake worth beach it's, it's like okay well then to me i look at it as here we all jumped in now it's a matter of being in alignment and one of the funny things i've had i had the conversation just yesterday is uh the funny thing that you notice is here here's the side that won something and they're always the first ones that say, why can't everybody just, you know, face the fact that this is what it is? And, and, and of course, if it didn't go their way, it would have been, no, we're not going to do that. Let's go, <laughs> let's go protest. Well, the okay. reality is on this one that it was, it was done fairly. It was put to the people. The commission thought that it was the, it was the right of the people to decide the fate of the city's name. And, and we voted now. Shame on us for the number of people that voted in the municipal election. That bothers me. We probably had 10% of the registered voters in the city actually vote. That's, maybe I got that number wrong. Well, it's, certainly... there's, there's, they say 35 or 36,000 people here. However, that includes children. Mm -hmm. And so that's not all registered voters when they say, here's the amount of people that are in, in the city. Uh, at the same time, my thought process goes down to it's always after the vote uh, that people come out and say, well, this is, you know, these people should have come out there or these people. And to me, the big lesson for that is that if something out there is something that I'm so passionate about, well, then I need to pick up that cross and say, here, let's get as many people to vote on that. And to be quite honest with you, that's nothing that, that to me is that big of a concern that, that I'll vote one way and if it went the other way, it's, it's not going to change my life. But, well, that's absolutely true. I mean, the name of the city, I like you voted against the name change, but at the same time, I'll get used to it. It's not that big a deal and it may in the end, I may be proved wrong that it may actually be a great thing for the city. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. So we go with it. Um, I guess where I was going was um, 
the number of people voting, you're right about, you know, if you care about your cause, you get people to come out and vote because that's how it works. The thing that irked me was um, that we were also voting for our city commissioners. So I would have liked to have seen more people. I mean, if you compare the number of people that complain about things on Facebook versus the people that actually voted, you'd find a lot less people voted. So I'd like to challenge all those Facebook warriors to come out and start voting. Right. Um, however, you know, it's a democratic process. And at the end of the day, I watched all of the candidates, you know, win or lose, be gracious and say they're going to work together. And I believe them. And, you know, we're moving forward as Lake Worth Beach. That we absolutely will. And what's funny is for the people that didn't vote, they have that right to not vote. And they also have the right to complain. However, it comes down to what's funny, and you see in any kind of organization, if somebody's the leader and they're going on a movement and making something happen, who are they going to listen to? They're not going to listen to the ones that are just sitting up in the you know up in the bleachers just watching it and and being the Monday or the Monday morning coach. They're going to they're going to listen to the people that are working along with them to make something happen. Yeah, so right. so it's to me it's absolutely fine for the people if they want to complain on Facebook or Twitter or any of these other places. It's by all means go get them and. I'm going to make jokes about it because that's what I usually do. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's nothing I'm going to take serious. Uh, there's there's only a couple things that I'll take serious, and it's like, and that ain't any of them. So it's <laughs> it's it's to let let it go. Now the one thing that I did have the conversation with yesterday is somebody brought up the point about Royal Palm Beach, which is out west. There's no beach out in Royal Palm Beach, however. What we gathered is, I don't know if you've ever read anything by Edgar Casey, when he's talking about that pretty much all of Florida is supposed to be underwater some year, and this could be <laughs> in the whoever knows what future or anything. So we're, we were guessing that the reason why they called themselves Royal Palm Beach is because they're, they're betting on the fact that it starts getting flooded out to that point, so the people that are bought out in Royal Palm Beach will make a killing because that'll be the new beach. Oh, no, uh, no. <laughs> I, I guess all I can say is hopefully not in my lifetime because this house you. will be underwater. <laughs> so uh, when we first met with the I Am Lake Worth project, it was at Gray Mockingbird when you were at... At the Community Garden. At the Community Garden. Um, now that property has since been sold and the garden has had to change gears and you've had to reshuffle a few things so what are what are you doing now what's what's your plans well it's it's still great mockingbird it, it became in fact the garden became was first when you look at what came first the chicken or the egg gray mockingbird community garden came first in fact there was a group that, that put it together about a year and a half before i got in there mm -hmm. and it, in fact um, art from the mount botanical is the one that came up with the name Gray Mockingbird Community Garden. When I got in there, there wasn't any corporate structure to it, and so we we created the nonprofit, the 501c3 for it. Uh, did the garden for the six years, 
and now the place got sold. However, the other things that we used to do out at Scottish Rite were uh, we did uh, work with organizations that went out, picked up surplus food, we stored it. Uh, we worked with them in the kitchen to get it warmed back up to feed, you know, the people in the parks and all. Mm -hmm. uh, and when the garden closed down about six months ago, there was a lot of people that, you know, said how sad it was. And to me, it's like, sad? That's, this isn't sad. And the reason why it's not sad is, yes, it's one thing and that used to be there. And, and yes, there's always a loss. What happened, though, is the amount of food that got grown there doesn't even compare to the amount of food that we're getting now from a couple organizations. And at the same time, now that we're getting this food, uh, we're facilitating the distribution of the food. So we're getting the food and we're able to supply on a weekly basis uh, Barton Elementary and South Grade Elementary. And this is, we're talking about 15 to 20 cases of food a week that we're bringing over there. Uh, some of it's the processed, you know, the cereals and stuff like that. But for like this past week, we had squash in there, we had apples, we had oranges, we had uh, just, we had a lot of great stuff. Potatoes, we had a couple cases of potatoes. And it's like, so this is something where these, these two schools have a, a, a huge uh, demographic of children that are on the, uh, what do you call it, the no, no uh, cost or the low cost food uh, programs mm -hmm. where they get the, the lunches and everything. However, once the kids go home, they don't have food there. Now, some people, it's funny, when, when feeding people, yes, you do run into the thing of, look, these people are getting food, but they're driving a Mercedes or a Cadillac. And, and that's always going to happen. It's just like you get into the, into the wealthy people. It's going to be the same thing. You're always going to have some people do that. But on a, on a huge, uh, you know, the bigger picture is that you get to see kids being able to take home food so that mom and dad can, can cook it and they can have, have a, a regular meal. Well, that's really fantastic. And what that says to me is that you're able to roll with the punches, that the mission keeps going and you just Absolutely. evolve. Absolutely. Cool. Now, the, 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 the one loss that, that really does sadden me is we, we had to stop bingo, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was funny is, is we created the bingo for a fundraiser for mm -hmm. us. And it worked out cool because we started that off at the Scottish Rite, and we had people attend there. And, and then when they started going through the sales process, we had to move everything out of there, and we started working with uh, one of the local restaurants. And that worked out excellent because it gave us an opportunity to do the games, and at the same time, it helped. And, and the people at the one restaurant, the... Uh, uh, Palm Springs Pizza was was mm -hmm. very open to having us work with them, and it worked with them in a great way th because it got them through the summer. Whereas on a Thursday night, that's usually a slow night, anyways. Oh, yeah, and we absolutely. had people come through there. And what was funny is during the season, I actually thought that we were going to get busier during the season, and it went the opposite way. Whereas all of a sudden. There's other organizations and churches and, and you're fighting and what with have people you. for their time and 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 so the whole thing is it, it it got down there in numbers and and it wasn't worth it 
so much for the restaurant, but it wasn't worth it with us either because we have to keep up paying the jackpots. And if we're not bringing in the money, then we can't do a losing thing either. And so again, it wasn't a sad thing. It, w it was enjoyable while it lasted. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a year and a half run on that. But it, at the same time, it's like, okay, it's run its course and let's put that to bed and what's next. And it's, and it's funny because that's how we started doing the, uh, the Easter egg uh, scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. Is as soon as the bingo started going, it was like, I got to look for something to do. And, and so I started going through the calendars of what's coming up that, that we can create. Because mm -hmm. it's always a matter of whatever you can create. It's, it's we create something from nothing and say here here's what we can do we can make this happen and and you, you take the idea and you fly with it and we do have so many events here in the city like during the season you have to decide which ones you're not going to go to because there's so many on any given weekend so it's easy to piggyback onto Absolutely. one of the events and you know what i really love about lake worth is that the people get it that it's not a zero-sum game that mm -hmm. it's not you know if i give you you know, if I help you get a little power or a little mojo going for your thing, it doesn't take away from what I have. In fact, it enhances everybody. A absolutely. That, in fact, that's one of the things we see that even with Kiwanis. Uh, this past weekend, it was funny because a change that we made in Kiwanis, and, and I will say Chris Boss from Sunlight Churches, uh, he was the one, first one that, that brought it up, and it was a thing of, here, yes, we come here and meet as Kiwanis and, and we do stuff. And that's like, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, what can we go do for fun? But at the same time, not just for fun, but here, here's these other businesses that, that are out there. And we can just do and say anything we want. But if we're not supporting these businesses, then it means absolutely nothing. So this past weekend, we were able to go out to um, the uh, Playhouse, the Lake Worth, the Lake Worth Beach Playhouse, or no, it was still the Lake Worth Playhouse at that time, <laughs> uh, and and we got to see one of the plays there, and, and it was excellent. There was fifteen of us the, that went in there, so that makes a huge difference. Sure, uh, you know, and we're what we're doing is we're inviting uh, different speakers in now to come in from different businesses just to speak to the Kiwanis. And while they're there, it's a situation of, okay, if you're coming in and taking time speaking with us, then it's what can we do to enhance their side of, of mm -hmm. the street now? Because it's, it's a back and forth and it's, a, it's an energy. And it's like you say, if somebody else is doing an event, to me, I look at it as, well, if you're doing this event, how can we co-promote co or, or you know co-produce this thing together so that here you make it that much bigger that's one of the things that we did with uh, the earth day festival mm -hmm. uh, about three years ago we started putting it out so that yes here's earth day but then we took the flyers and for the body of the flyers we also put each vendor or each sponsor as as if though this was their event and it was cool to see, like, the uh, Palm Beach County Vegetarian Society. It was cool that they participated with the Earth Day Festival. However, 
they did their big one of their big meetup groups at the Earth Day Festival. We had the Veggie Love food truck come in there, and they were able to come out there and do a big get together for themselves. While at the same time, now their their event becomes a part of the Earth Day, and Festival. it adds to the value of the Earth Day Festival. Yeah, and and just by getting these different organizations to realize here participate with this this is the umbrella however make this your own this is this is your event too so mm-hmm. so whatever you do will help help promote that because by us helping you promote it it's helping the whole it's good event for itself and that that's when excitement gets created because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's like they they get to see that they're not just this lone vendor out there. They get to see that, oh, this is a part of me, and and now I can come up with some kind of a, a strategy to say, here, here's what I want to push at this time. Here's how we'll get our people involved. And all of a sudden, it, it just one after another, it, it begins to explode. Yeah, and the parts become more than the whole. Absolutely. really what you want. You want that energy feeding off of itself and just... Yep exploding and exploding and it just becomes more and more you're absolutely right and it's it's one of the things that i'm always proud of about being here is that the willingness of folks to a to pitch in Mm -hmm. and to pitch in even when it's not their project you know there's so many folks that just i mean you're a prime example mr volunteer you're there for all of them um but there are so many people that just say hey i like what you're doing and you know how can i help and again coming from New York and you know 8 million people in the city at this point and the suburbs are just as crowded and everyone's busy I like the pace here I, I, I think yeah. that's that's the thing that I that I keep coming back to is that the pace here the heat in the summertime forces you to slow down and people become more neighborly we mm-hmm. really you know we have a community here and that's why people are drawn to it oh absolutely it was back in around the mid 90s I remember going moving back up to Syracuse for just a little under a year and I I thought well let me go back here and 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 this way I'll be back near my my parents other brothers and sisters and everything and it was amazing because I I would talk to other people now this was a different thing rather than you're in New York City, whereas the, the momentum there is like bam, 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 bam. Uh, in Syracuse area, it was, it was difficult to get anybody to even move or whatever. It didn't seem, it didn't seem like there was, uh, I don't know if it was a trust thing or what it was. It was just that, or maybe it's just how I was, but it didn't seem to, the energy just didn't seem there. It didn't. It's cool to walk into my parents' house and, and feel like, yes, I'm home. However, it's like, to me, this this has always been home. Mm-hmm. The, you know, here in, in, in Florida, I've been Palm Beach County most of 42 years. And out of that, it's, like I say, this has been the place where it's all come together. And it's like, okay, now now it's now it's like... I could die here. No, but, no not, not during the show here right now, but... <laughs> not, not anytime soon. No, that's right. 
Yeah, um, you know, I was thinking, I've, I've said this before, that I feel like you get into central New York and western New York, and it's really more like part of Ohio than it is yeah. New York. It's definitely that Midwestern mindset. And it's not that they're not kind, and it's not that they're not Absolutely. friendly, but it's a different flavor of it. Yeah. You know, and here it's just, you know, the warm-up time to new people is much shorter here. Um, everybody's practiced enough because everybody's yeah. a lot of people are from someplace else well i think that's part of it too by the time you get here i think yes. you've hit on that by the time you get here you're ready to be a neighbor that's that's you know i, I think, think a lot of that is yes is is 100 now i do find that some people that uh, like my dad uh, i remember him coming down here and my parents came down here for a couple months one time and uh, they stayed with us and after a couple of months, my mom, you know, said to my dad, she said, well, why don't we stay a couple more weeks? Because I forget what was coming up. And uh, my dad, he's, he's so used to being up north. And, and for him, it's like, after they're retired, it's like, he, they didn't know anybody down here. Sure. And he doesn't have his barn down here. And he doesn't have his, you know, just little knick-knack things to work with so for him he got to the point of, and, and said no i'm getting out of here I, i'll catch a taxi if i have to and then right back up there and and what was funny is is he he got back up there and then and they both you know went home at the time and the first thing he did when when they pulled into the driveway is he went out to the barn got out the snow blower and blew out the driveway and it's like <laughs> so it's it's funny some people like that kind of season uh, to me, I came down to Florida right after I got out of high school for the reason of I worked outside and it's like I had no want or desire to stay up in the cold. I, I liked the heat. A big life lesson for myself happened within the first two weeks that I moved down to Florida. And that was I knew I was going to move down here with the thought of I'm coming down here. And after two weeks, uh, someone that I met down here asked me uh, what I thought and if I if I thought about staying down here now. And what's wild is when I was up in New York coming down here, that's when I made my decision. There was no questioning mm -hmm. if I'm coming down here to try it. I came down here to move down here to stay down here. And so when I was asked, well, so do you think you're going to stay down here? It's like, that the thought never entered my mind and it's funny because life lesson wise is it's a situation of when making a decision down here it's here here's a decision i'm going to make and i damn well better stick to that decision <laughs> because it's it's like it's it keeps you from swaying back and forth well and i know that i, I can't imagine moving back to new york at this mm -hmm. point it's just not we took the leap and i'm glad we did and love it here but i did have neighbors growing up that when they retired they moved and the summers were just too much and th they ended up uh they had sold no their house in new york and they ended up you know a couple blocks away from where they had been for 40 years um but then they do come down in the winter yeah i mean so you get the best of both worlds but i, I couldn't even though it took me probably two solid years to acclimate to the summers here. Um, I'm glad we stuck it out and I'm very happy because it's, it's really a friendly little city and I'm, 
I can't imagine living anywhere else. I can't even imagine living anywhere else in Palm Beach County, to be honest with you. Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm 100% there with you on that. I, I've mostly, since I've been down here, in fact, I, when I very first moved down here, it was just north of Forest Hill Boulevard off Military Trail. There was a trailer park there. That's where I first moved. Furthest south I've ever gone was down in Delray. And I don't think I've moved anywhere past 45th Street, north of here. Mm-hmm. And it's always been, and, and then yes, I lived out in Wellington area. Uh, and the, the plus about being out west was uh, the turnpike in 441 as compared to 95. Sure. Uh, that, that, was, that was the only plus there. Now that what I do now, it doesn't include or it doesn't, I don't have to do a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. So I don't really need to do 95 or a turnpike or any of that. So, so it's like I can do a lot of the stuff here. Now I'm not, um, now I'm not like some people that, that I'm, I'm not a Mary Lindsay that can't go outside <laughs> of the city she, limits. She breaks out in hives when she <laughs> So it's, it's, it's a, to me, it's, it's, this, this is an enjoyable place to be. And most of the stuff that I'm looking to do is, is within walking or bicycling anywhere around sure. here. And, and uh, to me, I don't have the vehicle and, and it's now it's, it's a, if I need to go anywhere longer, it's a Uber train or any of that yeah, mode of transportation. And it, and it's like, it's I see more and more people going that way too because it's it's a situation of why why have this if it's just going to be another expense. Yeah, and this is a city you can totally get away with it in. A- absolutely, Absol- absolutely. No, it's it's funny. I do have some friends that live out in the Wellington area, and you know, you get out into those communities there, the uh, golf communities or the gated ones. And you drive around, you're like, look at the size of that lawn. It's like, I, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is really kind of nice. Yeah. And then I start to miss the small lots. Our, our lots here are generally 50 by 100 feet. Yes, and yes. The houses are, you know, this one is 1,500 square feet. A lot of them, the cottages are 1,000 square feet. Um, again, I, I remember coming here and it looking foreign to me. It, first of all, the palm trees blew my mind. Right, that was yes. totally, I didn't know what to do with that. The whole landscape looked a little different. But there, you know, one of the things I love about Lake Worth, too, is that um, you get into the neighborhoods, and generally the houses were all built in the 60s and earlier back into the 20s. It's old Florida. It's It's got its own style and even sub-styles throughout yes, the neighborhoods. And what looked foreign to me now looks like home, which is really kind of cool. I, I can't even imagine, like I said, I can't imagine living anywhere else in Palm Beach County. If you offered me one of the big houses in, in West Palm across from the water, I'd be like, mm-hmm, nah. I see what I, I get that concept because when I first came down here, it was, it was funny that, uh, uh, people used to make fun of me because I, I read all the, the think and grow riches and how to become a millionaire. And I remember my sister-in-law saying something one time about that. And uh, she, and she said, so how are you going to do that? And I said, I don't know at this time, but it'll happen. And the funny thing is, it did happen. And, and we were able to get a bunch of property and, and had a nice house and all that. And what is funny is I think we all go through, 
I don't know if we all go through it, but it, it is funny that you, you go through stuff and then you realize, okay, yep, you see what you can have, you can get this, you can have that, and it's like, when it comes down to it, what you need is, here, I want to get up in the morning, Get to, the main thing is as long as there's a coffee pot there, then, that's, <laughs> that, that's <number> <laughs> that, then to me it's, it's like, here, all of a sudden it's, it's like it's, it's not a big house that matters anymore, it's not a lot of uh, the toys, to, to me, I've actually, I mean, I'm, I'm such a minimalist now that me owning anything is is not something that I even look at. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a situation of, if I want to do something, I look at it as, okay, I'll create an event. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and that way there's somebody that, here, this is the business that they have. This is how they make their money by renting this or do, having that happen. And, and we can all see Actually, if somebody does want to go to a mansion, you do see the possibilities that a lot of these charitable organizations rent out Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if, if, if you want that, it's you don't have to own it. And, and, right. and to me, what's, what's cool about here is this, this, this gets you into a place, a nice place, and it's also a situation of setting yourself up so that when you are in a community and let's say you want to travel someplace. Well, the thing is, the whole, re the whole thing for me is if I'm going to travel someplace or I'm going to go do an experience, you know, some kind of uh, experience something. It's not enjoyable to experience something by yourself because... Now who can you yeah, laugh about the, the mistakes sure. that you made and, and, and oh do you remember you did this or having, or, having to run with your suitcases to catch the yeah, train yeah, is a great yeah, story yeah, to share yeah, with somebody yeah. but if you're on your own it's just yeah, miserable yeah you, you had to be there and it's like if nobody was there then they didn't, didn't <laughs> they don't get the content whereas if if you got the experience with with people it's like okay this is what builds it so much more and and to be able to be in a place that allows you to make connections with all these people and it doesn't matter where they are on any kind of, of level. Um, it's like it just makes it, makes it, just, it just broadens everything. One, one of the things uh, here, uh, Ted Brownstein does this interfaith network. And with the interfaith network, he's he's within all these different religions and everything. And it's funny to me. I'm I'm not a big church goer. However, I I love listening to spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. And and even in here in Lake Worth, you you have a a Buddhist place right here on Federal Highway. You do have metaphysical places. You have your your you know your uh, Christian and your Jewish and and you have all that right here, mm -hmm. so it's like and and even a what was it the the mosque that uh, Ted was talking about the other day. So the whole thing is it's like it, it's there's something here for everyone, and you get to you you get to even experience. On, on a religious thing if you're a religious person or whatever and you have your your one set way of thinking 
you're able to even be free about talking to people from a different religion with different experiences and uh, yeah and and to, learning pretty quickly that geez, we're pretty well the same yeah it's a, that well that's the whole that to me is is what makes a lot of these things just come together in a major way is is doesn't matter what it is it's like here this this little thing and this thing and this each one of these yes are creating separate entities which is your stepping stone and you'll get to see that you know what I'm at this stepping stone and sometimes I might want to get off of this stepping stone and whether I take this step over to where you're at or you take your step over to where I'm at it's funny that neither one's a, a lesser of a place it's just that it's your stepping stone right it's one i think one of the things that i've i've realized as i've gotten older is that my definition of of rich has changed you know yes. it's, it's not about money in a bank account i mean don't get me wrong that's a great thing to have but it's the experiences it's the sense of community and well-being and yep. being accepted and feeling a part of something so that's that's why i really love this place if i have one knock against the houses in the neighborhoods in lake worth is that you know two and three generations ago when these houses were built you didn't need many closets i have more stuff i because i'm a photographer yes, and a painter yes. and i have hobbies i really you know I could use just 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 a little more storage I space. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Other than that, I have no complaints. The sun shines here every single day. We get a little rain once in a while, but you know, um, and sometimes we get hurricanes. But we also turn those into events and ways yes. for the community <laughs> to come together. So that's pretty cool. Um, any other local places you like to go or want to give a shout out to before we wrap up? Uh. Scottish Rite's been big with me. However, they're the ones that are getting sold right now. Uh, they they've been huge. Uh, City Hall's been been cool. It's, it's been you know I've gone into City Hall and and done little you know your little three minute talks there too. It's uh, there's just pretty much any place Lake Lucerne downtown Dixie. Mama Gizzy's been a big you know big supporter with everybody mm -hmm. and and and. It shows Mama Gizzy is a perfect example. Mama Gizzy's been a huge supporter of a lot of things, and, and it's behind the scenes a lot. And with her, she had an accident in December, and it's amazing to see the outpouring, how people came back sure. to, to support her. Uh, that, that's been huge. Uh, I, I will give a shout out to uh, the Little Free Libraries because uh, Mary Lindsay's been a big help to to things that I've done. I don't think there's uh, been an episode of this podcast where we didn't mention Mary Lindsay in one see, way or another. She's a, one of my favorite people. Yes, and I 100% I get that. Lake Worth Herald's the same thing with Mark and Judy mm -hmm. uh, and their, and Mark's brother, Bruce. To me, it's, in fact, Gray Mockingbird has their office now in the uh, in the Lake Worth Herald building. And the thing is, they've, they've worked with Gray Mockingbird and myself in in amazing ways so the there's just uh there's been tons of you know support here uh from all sides to work with uh mark and judy has been phenomenal because i've seen where uh 
just our trade-offs of what we do. In fact, I, I delivered your paper today, if you got, got a Coastal Observer. Okay. Because uh, there's normally another guy that, that delivers this area, but we had to get it delivered today. And, and the funny thing is, it's like um, I work with them getting the papers packed and, and getting them uh, uh, distributed, and in return, you know, it was where I'd get advertisement for the bingo or any other events that we're doing, and then also having a place to have the the office set up. Uh, but it's also, they've also allowed me to uh, have an article in their paper for, it was, it was about three years for when we had the garden going. Mm -hmm. We had a, a weekly article in there then, and we just started the Kiwanis Corner about a month ago. So right now this is something that, uh, they've allowed us or me to to be a big part of that so that's they're definitely a big uh big people that i want to shout out to and they're they're great neighbors and they definitely have to be in the next portion of i am lake worth they're such a big part of the yes, of the city yes they are yes they are well with that brian i want to thank you so much for coming in and sitting down this is a fun wide-ranging conversation and uh i thank you you uh you managed to stay within the lines and did, pre <laughs> did pretty well as far as um your attention span i think i know the adhd has, or whatever you can call it <laughs> i think this was a great conversation from two people that really love living in lake worth beach so until cool. next time talk to you soon thank you